Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie, host and head bookologist here at the Get Literate Podcast. I'm a book-loving, notebook-cording reader and writer on a mission to change lives one book and one notebook at a time. On this podcast, we explore the power of bookology and leading literate lives. We talk all things books and reading and notebooks and writing mixed in with mindful practices and creativity to create lives we love. You can expect regular weekly episodes focused on three books you need to know about on a bookish theme and how to bring those themes to life in our actual lives too. You can also expect author interviews, notebooking inspiration, and topics to help us grow through what we go through and take inspired action to make our lives better. So grab a notebook and your TBR list and let's get literate. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Get Literate podcast. I'm Stephanie and I'm here with our monthly bonus episode. It is already time to review December and this is the episode where I talk about what I've been reading, writing, learning, and loving in real time all month long. So I blinked. I blinked and another month went by. Another December flew by, another holiday came and went so quickly. Now, we did all the things. We got the tree, we decorated the tree, we picked up the tree after it fell over completely on the side and did it again. (laughs) We put up our outside lights, we made all the cookies. I made gluten-free sugar cookies with royal frosting that we actually flooded to be beautiful instead of the traditional homemade buttercream. We tried gluten-free chocolate, chocolate chip cookies, peanut butter blossom cookies, brownies. We did all of the wonderful baking. We got the gifts, we wrapped them, we opened them. We even snuck in some volunteering at my grandparents' gift wrapping booth for the Salvation Army. We did so much but it feels like it passed so quickly. I really can't believe I'm here ready to talk about December. So I did have to dig a little bit deeper this month to really think about what I did over the course of the last 31 days or so. Now, you know, I have my monthly literate love planner. It's this beautiful planning page that Christy Zimmer created for me and my community. And there are spaces on that page to record what I've read, written, learned, and loved throughout the month. First, I use it as an intentional planning page to really think through what I want the month to look like, what my one word theme will be. And then I use it as a way to reflect. What did I actually read and write and learn and love and do? And what do I want to hold on to? And where do I want to go? but it didn't quite feel enough this month because the month did seem to pass so quickly. So I did a couple of other things to get ready for this monthly episode that maybe you might want to do to really reflect back on your December if you felt like yours passed in the blink of an eye also. The first thing I did was a calendar audit. I pulled up my December Google Calendar And I just went back to the beginning and looked at what I did every single day, whether it was work and Zoom meetings 
if it was things related to the holiday or even some of my to-do lists that ended up having a blocked spot of time on my calendar, I went back one by one by one to remind myself what December was like. I also went back to my phone and I opened up my camera roll and I went back through the month of December of all the pictures I've took or all the pictures I've taken. Which one is that? (laughs) The books that I've read, the things I took pictures of in the stores that I might've wanted, the pictures that I took capturing the holiday season. I also went to my one line a day, five-year journal. And I went back to December 1. And I went day by day by day of the things that I wanted to hold on to in the moment. And yeah, I had forgotten a lot of them already. So that was a that was a really fun, reflective thing to do. Now, of course, I went back to my reading log to figure out which books I happened to read in December. And I also did something that I don't tend to do often, which is go back to my notebook. I'm a big morning page writer, and Julia Cameron had always said, you don't go back and reread, right? You can if you want to, but it we're not living in the past of the notebook. We're using the notebook to move forward. But I did go back to my morning page notebook to see what were some of the things that I've written about. And then I went back to just my writing notebook so that I could remember some of the prompts that I wrote about too. So I had to do more prep for this episode than I have in the past because it just went by so quickly. And if you want to learn a little bit more about this reflective practice that I did, there's a little sneak peek without telling you what my one word focus for January is going to be quite yet. I am going to offer an invitation to my Patreon community to join me for a live calendar audit of 2023 to help us plan for 2024. So if that's something that interests you, you can find more in the link in the show notes or just send me a message and I can give you some more information and tell you how to join us. So that is why I love these episodes so much because it gives me time to think, to reflect, to celebrate, to grow, and of course, to plan for the next month. So let's get to it. What have I been reading, writing, learning, and loving in December of 2023? Well, the three books that I want to share with you today that I have read in the month of December are all holiday related. If you've listened to my previous podcast, you know that I have a rule that I pretty much stick to that says I don't start my holiday reading until December 1st. But once it's December 1st, all bets are off and I go all in to all the holiday books, whether that's nonfiction books to help me bring my holiday to life or just really good, feel good December reads. And so that's what I've done. I actually read less this December than I think I have in the past because things were so busy, but it was quite enjoyable reading. So the first book I want to talk about is one that I have mentioned on the podcast before, but I'm mentioning it again because it is the perfect book to also read during this last week of December. And that book is Beth Kempton's Calm Christmas and a Happy New Year, a little book of festive joy. Now, I mentioned that my anchor feeling for the holiday season was calm, and this book really delivered on its promise of how to cultivate a calm, meaningful, joyful Christmas. 
I really think what I learned in the pages helped to make my holiday the holiday it was. I reflected on what Christmas has meant to me in the past, what Christmas means to me now, how I can bring that spirit of the season to the holiday and to every day, right? Really getting down to what matters most. So if you haven't read it yet, there's still time. Yes, Christmas has passed, but at the end, the last section is this special little magical section on the hush week, which is the week that we happen to have just been in. It's that gap week in between Christmas and New Year's where we're recovering and resting and cleaning up and organizing and putting things away and also planning for the new year. There's a beautiful section in there on how to think about what you want your dreams to be for the coming year, those big grand dreams. But then what's behind those dreams? What do those dreams represent? And how can you actually get that right now, in the moment, today? That was a game changer for me, as I've talked about on the podcast. And so I think Calm Christmas is a book that is still perfect to read right now. If you read that book, you'll learn about the Christmas constellation, which is something that I did and then I needed to return to right before the holiday because my holiday was getting away from me. And I received many comments from the members of my Patreon community who said they needed the same. So Calm Christmas might be a book that you still add to your TBR, and maybe you go out and you get it really quickly so that you can get to that beautiful goal-setting section. Now, my second holiday book, you can't go wrong with a Debbie May Comer book, right? The second book that I've bring or that I've read and I want to bring to you today is Debbie May Comer's A Mrs. Miracle Christmas. This is the ultimate comforting holiday book. It boosts my mood, it made me happy, it sparked joy, it gave me all of those holiday feels. So Mrs. Miracle literally feels like a miracle when she shows up at Laurel's front door to help take care of her grandmother's declining mental health. Laurel is a very busy first grade teacher dealing with infertility and grief and desperately needs a bit of faith during the holiday season. Now, what comes next in the book, without giving away the spoiler, is a series of, shall I say, divine interventions that lead to everything Laurel needed, including peace of mind, holiday cheer, and a reminder of what matters most. As I said, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I will say that you'll turn the last page with a sense of happiness, satisfaction, and a deep cleansing breath. I feel like that was the gift of this holiday book. And yes, it is all about the Christmas holiday, but I think the spirit behind it and the lesson behind it is a is something that we could read all year long. So maybe you keep this one on your TBR. Maybe you decide to do a Christmas in July kind of reading event. I got to write that down. That sounds like it'd be fun. <laughs> Debbie Maycomer's A Mrs. Miracle Christmas is one of those feel-good books that you could add to your TBR. Now, last but not least is one that I had been waiting for and I could not wait to get to and I purposely read it in the last couple of days before Christmas so that I could just revel in it. 
And that's Viola Shipman's The Wishing Bridge. I found myself wishing that I could just jump into the town of Frankenmuth, Michigan, so I could visit the bridge in this amazing Christmas tour that is central to the book. And it turns out I can. I did not know that Frankenmuth, Michigan was a real place. And this giant Christmas shop is a real place. But I have now added both to my list of bookish places to visit. I definitely am adding this to my bucket list. So this is a charming book and it follows Henry, who is a 50 something year old woman who's gone home for the holidays to try and sell her beloved family's business so she does not lose her job. Of course, her family does not know this, which adds an interesting level of secrecy and tension to the book. Shipman so beautifully captures the spirit of the season, as he has done in all of his other books, but he also captures Henry's inner turmoil and the complexity of family, family relationships, going home, and moving forward too. This is a must read, and it's one that I know that I will think about for a while. It definitely captures the true spirit of Christmas, and it helps readers do the same. So that was one of my five-star, five-heart reads for December, Viola Shipman's The Wishing Bridge. Now, I did read other books, but you are going to hear about some of those books featured on upcoming episodes of the Get Literate podcast, but also the Kidlit Love podcast. So if you don't know about my second podcast on Kidlit Love, every Friday, I talk to a new children's literature author, picture book middle grade, and even some young adult. And so December was filled with reading books by those authors to prepare for some upcoming episodes. But I don't want to share those titles now because I don't want to give it away. So let's move on to writing. What have I been writing in December? Well, I had all intentions of finishing the draft of my middle grade novel. I started in National Novel Writing Month in November, and that did not happen. Not one word, not one sentence, <laughs> nothing. I thought about it. I looked at the notebook. I picked up the notebook and I held it in my hands and then I put it right back down. December and the craziness that comes with it was just not the right time to keep that going. And so I'm going to bench that for a little bit and hopefully bring that back in January. But what I did do is continue my morning page journaling. And I've got to say that Beth Kempton's Calm Christmas really sparked my morning journal habit again, because there are so many beautiful journal writing prompts in that book that sent me to my notebook. And I spent a couple of days really thinking through what I wanted my 2024 intentions or resolutions or goals or whatever you call them, what I wanted them to be. And so I felt like my morning pages got a little bit of a rejuvenation to them, which made me happy because I felt like lately they had been stalling out and wondering if it was the kind of notebook that I wanted to continue or if I wanted to move into something different and more creative. I still haven't decided yet, and I'll probably end up just dipping my toes into both. But for now, I feel a little bit better about the writing that I have been doing in the morning. There's also two prompts that I want to share with you. The first one came from my book club selection for my Get Literate community in November. And that book was 
Thanks a Thousand by A.J. Jacobs. It was this interesting little book where A.J. Jacobs decided one morning to thank every single person who was involved in bringing him his morning cup of coffee at his favorite local coffee shop. And that ended up being about a thousand people. From the people who helped find the coffee beans to the growers themselves, to the truck drivers who brought the beans, to the people who made the equipment for the truck drivers to drive, to that wonderful little cardboard sleeve that goes over to the cup, to the marketers, to, to the baristas, all of it. So the book was this fascinating book that outlined the journey from first planting that coffee bean all the way to taking that first sip. And AJ wanted to thank them all. And he said something in the book that resonated with a lot of us in our book club session, which was he just didn't want to thank the big guys. He just didn't want to thank the head of the store or the coffee buyer or the growers. He wanted to thank them all. And he likened it to an orchestra. Like in an orchestra, you hear this beautiful symphony, this beautiful song. But you often focus more on those big players, the ones who have the full melody. But if you took out the ones in the background, if you took out the bass players, for example, it just wouldn't sound the same. And so he talked about making sure he thanked the bass players of the coffee business. And it made us in our book club think about who are the bass players in our lives that we need to thank, that we could thank, that we could appreciate a little bit more, especially because we were around the holiday season. And so I spent some time in my notebook really thinking about that. Who are the bass players in my life that I take for granted, that I don't give credit to, that I don't appreciate as much as I could? And so it ended up being a little bit of narrative writing and then a list of people and things and concepts it actually turned into that I could be more appreciative of and grateful for, which led to some really great writing about gratitude as well. So I urge you to do the same. I think it's the perfect time of year for you to pull out your notebook and think about, and maybe just write the prompt at the top, who are the bass players in my life that I could pay more attention to, that I could appreciate more? Whether they are the people that you get your morning cup of coffee from or the service workers that bring you your mail every day or the, the, the guy who comes and fixes your internet so you can keep doing your work at home, whatever they are, taking the time and taking a page to, to honor them and to be grateful for them, even if you don't ever bring that appreciation to them, just sitting with that really makes you feel a certain way. So there is one writing prompt for you that you could borrow from my notebook. Who are the bass players in your own life and how could you be more grateful for them? Now, this next writing prompt I'm going to share with you, I wanted to do. It was on the list, but I didn't actually get to it. And I'm a little bit bummed. There's still time. I think I might try to do it reflecting back on the Christmas holiday, but I might just do it as a new year writing experience instead. I haven't decided yet. And this notebook writing prompt comes from Gretchen Rubin. You all know that I love Gretchen Rubin. I love everything that she puts out. 
And the thing that I've been focusing on more in my notebook because of her recent work is this idea of the five senses. How do we use our five senses to make life better? And her work has been instrumental in thinking through my idea of restorative reading and what that is. But she put out in an email <clears throat> to her email list for all of us to consider creating a five senses holiday portrait. So to really think about the holiday and go through the senses, what did we see? What did we hear? What did we smell? What did we touch? right? Go through the five senses and just reflect. This is my kind of reflection, listing. I love listing. And I can find it really easy to sit down, divide my paper up according to the five senses and just make lists. Gretchen also has a printable page on her website that you could use if you want a little bit more guidance. But I still hope by the time you listen to this, I am hoping that I will have accomplished this in my notebook as a fun way to look back on the holiday. It kind of reminds me of my monthly literate love printables where I reflect on my reading, writing, learning, and loving. This will help me reflect on my own life and hopefully get me to stay a little bit more present in it. So maybe that's something you do right now. You get out your notebook later today and you get out your holiday stickers and washi tape and colorful markers and you reflect on the holiday season and how it went and all of those things that you want to hold on to. And in fact, as I'm talking about it, I need to definitely make sure I make time to do that. While it would be great to do this for a New Year's holiday, I really want to do it for the Christmas holiday season. So next, what have I been learning? Well, throughout the month of December, this is my second year in doing this, I have joined in Alex Benayan's 30-day challenge. <clears throat> this is a 30-day challenge where every night you reflect on three questions. What filled me with enthusiasm today? What drained me of energy today? And what did I learn about myself today? That's it. Three simple questions, three short answers every day, and then you're you'll be amazed at what you learn at the end of that month. Now, on January 31st, I have invited my Patreon community into a 30-day challenge graduation of sorts. For those of us that decided to go all in on the 30-day challenge in December, we are meeting live to talk about the experience and to do a little bit of reflection. We're going to look for themes and patterns in what brought us enthusiasm, and how we can get more of it. We're going to look for those patterns and what drained us of our energy and how we could shift that or change it. Then we're also going to think about what we learned about ourselves so that we can move into 2024 ahead of the game. I love this challenge. I have found that daily short reflection really works for me, but I also learned that I have to have that notebook out on the table or I will forget to do it every night. I had to clear off my table for the holiday celebrations and I moved my little notebook and I went a couple of days, three days to be exact, December 23rd, 24th, and 25th without writing in my notebook and had to play a little bit of catch up. So lesson learned, what's something I learned about myself? I need to have my notebooks and my books visible in order to remember to read and write them. 
Now, the other thing I learned, I absolutely adore sending book recommendations to other people. Now, I know we probably knew that, but I did a project online called 25 Days of Books, and I put it out on my social media feeds. If you don't follow me there yet, you can find me at Affinito Lit at just about all of the platforms. And I asked for people who wanted to get a little bit of bookish snail mail love. All you had to do was sign up on a Google form. Let me know what your snail mail address was. Give me a couple of sneak peeks into your reading life and what you hope for. And then I sent you a personal book recommendation. And I didn't just send a personal book recommendation, but it was this really adorable postcard in the shape of a library card. One of those old fashioned library cards where the title and the author went at the top. And then in the body of the card where we would normally sign our name in those olden days, I actually wrote why I thought each recipient would love the book. And on the other side was the address, a quick little personal note from me, a sticker and an elf stamp to make sure it arrived in your mailbox on time. I absolutely loved that project. It was one of the highlights of my day. I did it in real time. So every morning I woke up, went to the Google form, looked at who was next, found a book I thought was perfect, filled out the postcard and sent it off each day. I'm so glad I did it that way rather than doing a couple all together and kind of batching them and sending them out because I got a little bit of a, a bookish hit every single morning of recommending these books. I loved choosing books for other people. I remembered how much fun it is to send snail mail to others, but I also learned that I want to keep it going. Now I can't do a book recommendation every day. That would probably get a little bit overwhelming, but I am going to put a feature on my website where if you want or need a book recommendation, whether you feel like your reading life has stalled, it's stuck, you're going through something hard and you want a book recommendation, you're going through a really wonderful season and you want a book recommendation, you can just come onto my website, fill out a form and wait for your snail mail. I went to send out at least one or two of these every week to people who want them. And you can submit a request for yourself to get a book recommendation, or maybe for a friend or someone who just needs some unexpected book love in their mailbox. So I'm working on all of the pieces and the nuts and bolts on the back end in order to get this up and running on my website, but it will be there. And I'll also feature it on my social feed so that whenever you want a personal book recommendation, you can just get one. You can just get one because I had so much fun creating it. Now, we are almost there. Let me talk about what I loved in 2023 in December. <clears throat> the first thing that I loved that I actually played just about every single day in December was an affirmation recording. So Rachel Hollis of the Rachel Hollis podcast, way back in episode 300, which was a couple of years ago now, I think, actually did an entire episode on the power of affirmations and spoke 50 beautiful affirmations into the podcast episode. I loved those affirmations. I have found that affirmations are really helping me to feel better. And so I saved that episode on my phone and I pinned it on my internet browser and I listened to them 
most mornings. I just closed my eyes, listened to the affirmations. Sometimes I repeated them. Sometimes I didn't. But it really set the tone for a good morning and a good day. Or if things went off the railroad tracks later in the day, I just played it again. The affirmation section is just this five-minute clip or so, and it was such a huge pick-me-up during a busy month. So if you need some affirmations in your life, I recommend that you head to Rachel Hollis's podcast, scroll all the way back to episode 300, and click that little bookmark so that you can save it and access it at any time. I also found and started enjoying learning about the miracle morning. Now, I've read a lot of books on how to have the best morning ever. I get up about 4.30 in the morning every day and I do the things. I exercise, I read, I write, I do my affirmations. Pretty sure my morning is pretty set. But I was listening to a podcast and I am pretty sure it was the Kathy Heller podcast. And the author of Miracle Morning said this, each morning, He wants to infuse his cells with unwavering faith, whether that's faith in himself, faith in the day, faith in the world. That is what the goal of his morning is. And I loved that. I instantly wrote it on a sticky note. Every morning, I want to infuse my cells with unwavering faith. And those affirmations really helped me to do that. Now, other things I loved, I loved baking cookies. I already mentioned which ones we we did. I loved going to some craft fairs and some pop-up holiday shops. But there's one thing that I loved that I'm not sure I feel good telling you about because I don't know if you have one of these wherever you live in the world. But where I live in upstate New York, we have this amazing smoothie bowl place called Bear Blends. There's a couple of them around me. My daughter introduced me to them and oh my gosh, they are the most delicious things I have ever tasted. My favorite is coffee crunch. So the base of it is coffee and protein powder and a banana and a little bit of almond milk. And then on the top is granola and strawberries and a little bit of Um, cocoa nibs, and the most wonderful cashew butter I've ever tasted. Now, usually when I go there, I always get my favorite coffee crunch. But in December, they had their holiday menu, and I got their gingerbread bowl instead. Oh, it was so, so good. So if you have a Bear Blends next to you, if you're in New York, I think they have one in Florida as well. Find them. Go there. Eat something. And if you don't, maybe there's a place around you like that, that you can go in and you can try a new flavor or two or three. But Bear Blends has brought me quite a lot of joy with their holiday menu and their regular menu in December. So there you have it. There is what I have read, what I have written, the things I've learned, and some things that I've loved as well in the month of December. And now you know what I'm going to say. It's your turn. Tell me, what have you been reading, writing, learning, and loving? And how did you reflect on your December like I did? You can find me on your favorite social media platform at Affinito Lit. 
you can head to alitlife.com and click on this episode link and leave me some comments in the show notes. But remember, you can also go ahead and just click that button in your favorite podcast platform to leave me an audio message. Now, what's next? On January 1st, I will reveal my one word theme for the month. I know the rest of the world is choosing one word themes for the entire year. You know that I go month by month instead, but I just want to let you in on a little secret. This word is a good one. And I can pretty much guarantee that most of the other goal setting things that you're listening to are not choosing this particular word. It's different. And I think it's needed. If you are in my Patreon community, you get to know this word on December 31st, a day early. That's when I'll release my bibliotherapy book calendar, which is a book recommendation for every single day of the month that embraces that theme. And I'll also talk about our book club selection and the new live events planned for the month. So December was wonderful, but I'm pretty sure that January is going to be pretty great too. So thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of the Get Literate Podcast. As always, I had so much fun reflecting on my own reading, writing, learning, and loving for the month. And I hope you take the time to do it too. If you want to see what my monthly Literate Love printable looks like before and after, you can head to the show notes. You can take a quick peek. And if you join my Patreon community, you can print out the January calendar to make it your own. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I'll see you inside the next episode in 2024. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Get Literate Podcast. You'll find links to all the books, resources, and ideas mentioned in the show notes and at alitlife.com. Plus, if you want more, you might like to join my Patreon community. There, you'll find additional inspiration for your reading and writing life, like bonus podcast episodes, bibliotherapy book calendars, monthly book clubs, notebooking challenges, live events, giveaways, and much, much more. It's only $5 a month, and you get instant access to all of the previous content, too. You can learn more at getliterate.co. And one more thing. If you love what you listened to today, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast or take a screenshot of the episode and text it to a friend. This helps the podcast grow and builds our bookish and notebookish community too. Thanks for listening.